I approached the conversation. Um, because you, you, I mean, with any conversation like this, you have to approach it with compassion and love and, and a gentleness of telling her, like telling her that I thought that she would regret that without coloring it as like my decision. Everybody. Welcome to the Reconciled Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Diesler, and with me is a very special friend of mine, Darian Tyner. Welcome, Darian. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So glad you're here. And with us as well, always, is Trey Bartolo on sound and audio. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. What about yourself? I'm um, good, except I just realized I said sound and audio, which are the same thing. But it's, uh, all, the same. it's all good. <laughs> sound and video. <laughs> so, <laughs> he does sound, he does audio, he does video, he does I do pictures. it all. He I do does it all. all. He does it all. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. Um, yes. So, Darian, thanks for being here. Uh, this is the Reconciled Podcast. This is our third episode. Our first episode, we were trying to talk about you know, why we wanted to do this podcast in the first place is that we don't feel like people are listening to each other, yeah. especially when we're in the church, but also outside the church as well, um, both problems. And also, we wanted to dive into some controversial subjects, um, because those are the ones that where we see the most anger, yeah. the most uh, people being quick to speak and not being quick to hear. Yeah. And uh, so we wrestled with abortion, and you were able to sit in on that and be able to listen to what we were talking about. And we knew that you had a different perspective, and we wanted to be able to hear that. And so if you wouldn't mind, just kind of tell us your thoughts on, on the issue of abortion. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, I, I just want to say how awesome it is that you are opening up a platform that uh, we, we can have conversations like this, because I don't think that it's talked about enough, um, especially when people have a difference of opinion within a Christian environment, you know, um, I, myself, I'm a Christian and I am pro-choice. Um, I, I don't really know where to start with that other than I know for myself what my choice would be. Um, for me, abortion is not an option for me, but it is not my, um, my place to make decisions for anybody else because it's such a personal thing. There's so mm. many different things that can happen um, in every situation, you know? Um, yeah. Can I just, like, with an yeah, example? please. So I, I had a friend of mine who uh, she was, I think, in her first year of college, so she was pretty young. Um, she got pregnant, not on purpose, and... The, the father ha- wanted nothing to do with her, mm. with the baby, anything. So now she's left in this position of, I'm, you know, like 19 years old. I'm in college. I have no family here where I'm at. Yeah. The baby's father wants nothing to do with this. How, how would I even begin to imagine that I can do this on my own? Yeah. So in that situation, it's my job as not only as her friend, 
but as a Christian to come alongside her and talk through her options with her without coloring her opinion of anything um, and loving her through that process. So of course I, I said, look, if the only reason that you are struggling with the decision to either keep your child or have an abortion is because you don't have support, I'll support you. You know, like I will come alongside you. I will move across Mm. the country and be with you through the whole thing if that's what you need. But at the end of the day, that's a decision for you to make and for me to love you through. And that's that's just how I see it as as a Christian, like God calls us to love people where they're at. And of course, there's going to be a ton of different situations where. It, it's hard sometimes as a Christian who doesn't believe in abortion for herself. Um, but that's just it. Like the, yeah. like speaking the truth in love and loving people through it. And I think that that's um, missing a lot in the conversation between pro-life and pro-choice. It sounds like what you're saying is that you're, you personally, it's not a choice that you personally could make. Yes. For for your own reasons that you have. Yes. Um, which you totally could 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 go into if you wanted to as well. But that for you to make that decision for somebody else, that feels wrong mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Uh, maybe not on an equal scale as far as like right or wrong, but just like it's also wrong. Like it's also feels like it's it's doing something that you shouldn't do. Yeah, it feels very um, very damaging to relationships and to potential relationships to go into a situation where somebody is already so vulnerable. Um, you know, this is not a decision that comes to anybody that I know, um, who have had abortions. Like it was not an easy decision. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, I'm pregnant. Got to go get an abortion. It was something that they agonized over. And in, in those moments, like you have to approach it with compassion and you have to approach it with at the end of the day, only they know what is going to work for them. Only they know how they're feeling internally and what, and if they're a Christian, only they know how that is going to affect their relationship with God. Mm. My relationship with God is my own. It's not my job to, um, to look upon their, their decision and their, relationship with God and judge it because it looks different than mine. Right. You know, um, so it sounds like you value like the relationship, like it, almost like you have a, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like you have a choice in the, in that moment, your friend comes to you with this situation and you have a choice whether to say something that, um, could end up fracturing the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really basically ending up in the same result. Yeah. So, I mean, with your friend, it's her choice. She's going to make the decision. Yeah. And we talked Whether through, you, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we talked through everything. Um, right. I like, she knew what my decision would be if I were in her position. If it was you. We talked about that. And I, I told her, these are my reasons why it, I just wouldn't be able to do it yeah. m- myself personally, but I'm not in the same position that you are yeah. in. And I can't live in your body. I can't live with your decision. Um, so she could hear, she could hear what you would do in, in her spot, but she's not also hearing like, and you must do this as well yeah. or else our friendship or there's going to be consequences with us. Yeah, exactly. Know, like being able to explain to her why abortion is not an option for me personally yeah. while also 
telling her that like, it's okay if her decision is different than mine. Right. You know, like that you're going to still at the end of the day, I love you. Right. I'm going to hold your hand through whatever decision you make. If, if it's, you want to give your child up for adoption. Okay. Let's sit down and talk about that. Let's figure out what the first move is for that. Let's figure out if that's something that your heart can handle, because that's another thing is that me imagining like having a child, carrying that child for nine months, growing that child, Mm -hmm. having it, and then giving that child to another family and then knowing for the rest of my life that my child is out there somewhere. I don't know that I could do that, you know? And I feel like in talking with a lot of my friends who have had abortions, um, that was something that was really a a deal breaker for them. They thought deeply about that. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, like they they took that off the table before abortion was taken off the table Mm. because that feels more painful um, for some women, for some women, you know. No, and and others are different. And I think that that's, I totally understand that. I think it's amazing, first of all, that you have the kind of relationship that you have with with her, that she could come to you and that she could listen, you know, and and sit with you and then also hear your heart that you're going to be with her always, which I think is something that is really commendable and something we need to actually practice and not just say, you know, like actually be with people and say, we're going to, no matter what. Yeah. And it's, it's, you've got to put your work boots on for it because it, it's not, it's not something that comes easily. That conversation was incredibly difficult because I had a feeling that she would regret, um, her decision and she did regret it. Um, but at the time, just to clarify, she, she, what was her choice? What did she, she, she did end up having an abortion. Um, the, the father was just, very adamant about it and she allowed that to influence like that and that's where I think that um the conversation needs to like shift just a little bit is Mm. rather than like talking somebody in to change their mind about something like talking to them to really see where they're at what what all of the possibilities are instead of going straight to like no you can't do this Um, because with that particular situation, the father was the one saying, no, you, you can't do this. You can't have the child. You cannot have this child. So the extremes on either side. Yeah. The the extremes on either side, like Mm -hmm. either, no, you must have this child or no, you cannot have this child. It's an extremely personal decision, um, to make, even when you're in a happy, committed relationship and you're just not ready for kids, you know? And then on the other side of things, there are people who definitely abuse um, the privilege that we have in this country of having that choice. Right. Um, and that's that's where it gets really hard. Is because it does, yeah, because how could you allow it for some and not yeah, for others? Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you have to love those people with the same amount of love that you love your friend who right. made one mistake. You know, and like yeah. that's that's hard. Yeah. So you were afraid that she would regret it. And, and, and so you spoke to her about the different options, you know, with that kind of knowledge of who she was, which I think is also a real key. Like you have to know somebody to kind of even be able to have that kind of an insight versus like, 
like you just said, like there's women are different. So if you think, well, every single woman is going to regret or every single woman is going to feel this way, but you knew that she might. And then you said that she, she eventually did, or she does feel that way. Yeah. And it was important, I think, to, to know that when I approached the conversation, um, because you, you, I mean, with any conversation like this, you have to approach it with compassion and love and, and a gentleness yeah. of telling her, like telling her that I thought that she would regret that without coloring it as like my decision right. or my opinion. The subtext um, is, this is what I believe. Yeah. Like this should, is what I think yeah, you should do mm-hmm. yeah. versus but just speaking. Have you, love, like you yeah, said, exactly. Yeah. And like, versus like, have you thought about how it might feel in a few years when you're out of college and right. you know, like, have you thought about how that might feel and having conversations like that, that are very open-ended and still leave the choice up to her, yeah. but just helping her talk through everything because there's so much going on in someone's head. Yeah. It's not an easy decision to make. I don't know a single person, like I said, that would just be right. like, Oh, it's Tuesday time to get an abortion. Like right. it's, it's not, nor should it ever be. That um, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I that think kind that of a thing. I'm, I'm really with you on that. And I totally, I, I wonder, and here's, here's where I start to, to, to need help mm-hmm. just to be honest. So like I, I'm with you all the way through, like even the statement of no matter what you do, I'm going to be with you and I'm still there. And I think the, the term, and you, you probably didn't use these exact words, but I wonder if you could speak to this, like, um, cause when I heard you say like, no matter what you choose is okay. That was, a, it triggered me for mm-hmm. some reason. And I went, cause in my mind I went, I, cause actually I don't even know if we talked, we might have even talked about this situation. Like, cause this was a while back. Um, yeah. and, and I don't know if like we were the, the three of us, you, me and Nikki are talking about it, but I just remember sometime having a conversation like that, but I remember in that moment feeling stronger than even I feel now. I'm a little less strong, but I'm still, I still hard for me to, to say it's okay. Yeah. Like I still, I'm still like struggling with, because for me it isn't okay, mm-hmm. but it is okay. But, but the terminology I'm, o- I'm okay. <laughs> with saying, <laughs> with saying that, that it's okay in the sense. Um, and then I would have to clarify that. Like, uh, it's okay in the sense that our relationship isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to still love you. We're going to still walk this through. But then like that, but the other part is, but I also want to make sure you know that it isn't, isn't it okay that this is, that this life is gone. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like, I mean, uh, yeah. is that, is that a wrestle that you have? Is that, is that like, help me to, to not, to be okay with not being okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think this is where you and I are going to differ the most on this, um, is that I, I, I believe that life starts at birth, you know, like, and there's, there's a Bible verse and I can't quote it out of my memory, but I believe it's Genesis four, seven, I want to say where God is creating Adam. That's and a great verse. Yeah, yeah. And like, he's that's, it's different, but, I, but I think it's more, I think I know what you mean. It's like in, it's probably earlier four, seven is Cain and Abel, but yeah, no, it's Genesis it's, something. It's when, yeah, when God, <laughs> when God is creating yeah, yeah, Adam we'll and he we'll put it up on the breathes. Screen. Yes. Yeah. Put it up on the screen. That's Trey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he breathes life yeah. into Adam and, and only then is Adam a human. And right. so that's where I, I kind of struggle with um, like 
between biblical and secular ideas of when life begins. Um, Yeah. So for me, it's not an, I got you, you know, it's not, that's not an issue. Until that point, it, you, uh, you would say whatever the choice is, it's okay. It's not your personal choice. It wasn't, yeah. isn't what you would do, but it's okay. Obviously after birth or, or in the midst of birth, I mean like there's some there's, sort of line. Yeah, definitely. Like, and, and that's when we get into talk to like uh, late term abortions. Right. I don't know a single woman who would get pregnant, get all the way through that pregnancy to where it's it would can be considered a late term abortion, right. and do that willingly because they just decided like, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't want a baby. Right. Like, there's almost always a very like life or death decision that has to be made, and those are some of the hardest decisions that a woman will ever have to make in their lives. You know, right. and at that point, it's like there's nothing that anybody can say, like, I know that, um, I've had a few friends who have had to go through that, unfortunately, because their child was either stillborn Mm. or, um, was only going to live for a few hours in an intense amount of pain. And they just could not do that to their child, you know? Um, which is like a whole other, like, there's so much that we can talk about in terms of abortion, but, yeah. Going going back Sorry, going to yeah. what you were saying, like I do believe that when I when I told my friend, like no matter what you you do here, it's okay. Um, I don't I don't mean it as like excusing any behavior. Do I believe that that's murder? Me personally, I don't because it's not far along enough. You gotcha. know, at a certain point, yes, absolutely. When, when a baby is able to be outside of the womb and survive and live, even if it's early, you know, and like having to stay in the hospital, like that, it's a completely different story mm. than like the very beginning of a pregnancy. Uh, at that point, I, I don't personally view that as murder or as like a loss of, of life per mm. se. So when I tell her it's okay, it's, it's kind of two meanings, like it's okay because you made that decision for yourself. And at the end of the day, you have to talk to God about that. I can't make that decision for you. And I cannot talk to God for you. I can pray that you make the decision that is going to be the best for everyone involved, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, like your relationship with God is your own and mine is my own, which is why it's a decision that I could not make for myself. Yeah. I was wondering could you speak to that a little bit more too? Like what, what are the reasons that you have that it, that you couldn't make that decision for yourself? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have a lot of reasons. It's, it's just, you know, I, I've, um, and I actually, let's, let's go back a little bit because I actually can't definitively say, um, that it would never be an option Mm. because, and I'm glad that you and Sam brought up the issue of rape and sexual assault. Um, I've been in that position where I've been sexually assaulted. And if that had resulted in a pregnancy, I honestly couldn't tell you mm. what my decision would be. But on the other, the other hand of things, like if, if it was me being reckless and getting pregnant, 
I, I just know that I want babies. I'm in a position in my life where I could take care of a baby. I've Mm -hmm. taken care of babies since I was 11 years old. It would not be something that was life shattering for me. Um, I also have an incredible support system, so I know that that would be okay. Like I have a job that is set up for, for that exact thing. Like if I needed to, I work from home, I could have my baby and you know, like there, there are no, no big things in my life that would say like, this is impossible for me. So the circumstances that are that you're in right now, if it was with someone, you know, that you cared about, that you were that you were pregnant with with a, a partner, mm-hmm. um, that that would be something obviously very different. Those circumstances you couldn't really see abortion being an option, yeah, at all. But but circumstances that would be traumatic, yeah, circumstances that are obviously not of your choice, your yeah. choosing, um, those kind of circumstances, you would say. I can't, I, I couldn't say definitively which. Yeah, because I haven't been in that position and that position, yeah. I only know the trauma of the assault, you know, and to imagine that trauma and then amplify it with a pregnancy by the person who caused the trauma. I don't know that I, I don't, I don't know how I would react yeah. to that, you know, and that, that's something that I've had to be okay with because unfortunately it's a very real possibility that at some point in my life or somebody that I love's life that that could happen, right. you know? So th- me not being sure about that is something that I've had to learn to be okay with. Cause I was, yeah. I did feel convicted by that for, a, for a while mm. of like, you know, I, I could see myself maybe getting an abortion in that situation. In that particular one. Yeah. yeah. And I really appreciate your honesty and thank you for sharing like, your, your life stories as well you yeah. know, on that too. Um, yeah. And how, how complex it is. It's and, very complex and how it could really change. I, I'm, I'm curious too about your friend. You said that she, she did end up regretting. Do you know why? Like what was the regret from, I mean, like as far as like, was it, was it just the regret of not having a child? Was it? Yeah. Um, I, th- I, we haven't talked about it okay. too much. It's a sensitive subject sure. for her, but um, I I truly believe that she regrets allowing somebody else to inform that decision. She she knew what she wanted, but allowed somebody else in and got the abortion because they wanted it and not mm. because she wanted it. And I think that's where. The, the regret comes in for her is gotcha. that she she wishes that she would have held her ground a little bit more um but in the in the time and place that she was at she just couldn't do it and yeah. i don't love her any less right. i like she lives pretty far away from me but if yeah. she needed me to be in the room with her to hold her hand i would have been there even though it would have been hard to see her going through that pain because it's not you know, she, she wasn't callous about right. it. She, right. she was very highly upset that this had happened. You know, like they, they were careful. Hmm. She was on birth control and it just didn't, she was at like 0.1% that it just wasn't enough to work and it found herself in that position at a really young age where hmm. she was still a child herself gotcha. and there was just no way that she could do it on her own. Um, yeah. and has no family out there. And, you know, it was just, in her mind, it was an impossible, uh, 
decision to make and she was stuck. She was stuck and, and no amount of me saying like, Hey, like I will move out there and I will move in with you and I will help you raise this kid. No amount of that is going to change her circumstances and that that would change her entire life. Um, and then I do, on the other hand, I do know, um, older women who have had abortions that don't regret it because they see the trajectory of their life and like they were, you know, either using drugs at the time, Mm. um, and really heavily involved in that scene and not, not ready to get out of it yet. And they just knew that that would be a bad environment to bring their child into, um, or even best case scenario, if they gave their child up for adoption, look at how many children are in the foster care system and the, the amount of times that I've heard stories from people in the foster care system about how abused and how neglected they've been breaks my heart. And it's like, if, if we as Christians want to label ourselves as pro-life, then that's, that's an area that we as Christians need to get involved in. Um, because Mm -hmm. pro-life should not just end after pregnancy. Like that pro-life is for life, you know? Well, and in a sense, like your, your position on life is very consistent with that. It's Mm -hmm. like, it begins, that's where it begins. Yeah. That's, that's not the end of the fight. That's the beginning of the fight for this being, for this, for this human being, you know, and walking them through that. Um, and I think that that is, I think you're right. I think we have done a really bad job at providing a support system, Mm -hmm. you know, love and care for the people after that, because we have, we've left, we've left the game, you know, at that point we're like, okay, we, we've convinced you to keep Mm -hmm. your child, like good luck, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, like, okay, I've been convinced to keep my child. I'm going to do this. How am I going to do this? And you're grappling with the same things that you were before. And there's, especially when you don't have support from people you love, especially like if you're not involved, um, in a church and you don't have support from people like that, if you're not close with your family, if the father is not involved, like being a a young single woman, like myself, maybe five or six years ago, completely different situation than when I am in now, you know, like now you, right now I can confidently say Mm -hmm. like, if I were to get pregnant right now, I would be okay. Everything would be okay. I have the support I have, like I'm financially stable enough, you know, six years ago, I couldn't say the same thing, you know? So I think it's just, it's, it's all about love. It's all about loving people where they're at, loving people through their struggles and, you know, like our time on the street church really yeah. taught me that, um, yeah. loving people through their struggles, regardless of what that struggle is. No. And that's so true. And I mean, you're a great example of that. I mean, honestly, like, you know, that's why you were such a great team member out there, you know, cause I mean, you really do care and accept people like where they're at, you know? And I think that we all have that, you know, that innate desire to really, but it's hard. Yeah. Like it's really easy to say, like, like we, we're going to love people and like, that's what we're all about. Love your neighbor as mm-hmm. yourself and all those things like that. But then the practical walking out of that love, you know, when people are in their mess and when their mess kind of gets on you yeah, and it's like that. And I think that that's where, again, just going back to that struggle for me, it's like, I, I, I'm so with you on that acceptance and love and, and, and I'm 
and I'm just, it's that one point where I'm like, I don't know how to, to fully embrace people's choices Mm -hmm. and have it not be something where I, I don't let them know in some way, because I guess for the future, it's not really for that moment. Like I kind of know, like, I think most people who want to have an abortion are going to get one. Yeah. Whether it's legal or not. I think the statistics around the world are, it's like half, half the places are where abortions exist are it's legal and half of them aren't. Yeah. So it's just going to And there's happen. still abortions happening oh, everywhere. Yeah. And, and they were happening before Roe v. Wade and, and, yeah. and you know, it's just, it, it's it just was continuing. Just extremely unsafe. And then right. you're, you know, risking losing two lives. If, right. if that's how you look at it, you right. know, no, no. And that's, and that's an issue that, that I think is important too. You know, and it's just, uh, it's, it's hard for me to see. And I, and I'm, I'm wondering about like your, the, the definition of life that you have after birth or at least viable, you said like kind of yeah, like, like viability, not necessarily so like, like if they were able to live, birth. right. So yeah. if they were able to live, which I think is actually consistent with, with actually the ruling in Roe v. Wade. I think it actually like the, the verbiage was something to the effect of, you know, viability. Yeah. They put in an extra thing about unless there is, um, physical or emotional, um, health with the, the mother. Like if there's a, um, physical or emotional health concerns, mm-hmm. which I think made it so vague that emotional yeah. concerns, like, 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 uh, you can kind of, I mean, how do you like life and death? You can kind of figure that out. Like, okay, the mother is dying. Yeah. This needs to happen. But emotional death, you know, some sort of like real emotional trauma is so vague and hard to define that it kind of yeah. opened the door to a lot of to a lot of things, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so I mean, that's things. that I think we can agree upon there. As far as like the viability, like so the, the a lot of the pro-life people which I'm in that camp. Mm-hmm. Um although I'm totally open to, <laughs> to to changing, you know, my my mind on some of these things as well, but like they they see the unique DNA, you know, that that is that is separate and then of course like if it's a uh, and then it grows, you know, as it goes. Obviously, that's just obvious stuff here. But like in those first couple of weeks, even you know, ten, fifteen weeks, when it's still not viable outside the womb, that that there's like this, this, this child that's there. And then of course, when people, you know, are carrying it, like we all celebrate it, mm-hmm. almost, almost to the point of not. Not to the point of conception, because no one usually announces that they're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> they but like, but they, but when I think actually Planned Parenthood put out a definition of of conception or uh, life beginning, not life beginning, but actually I think they do say life or pregnancy begins. I think um, at when it's in the in utero. Yeah. Um, and so the the definition there, like, help me to understand like how how that how you can see that differently, like how you see it differently in that, like it's that, yeah, it's, it's like, do you see it as a potential life? Like, is that like a better definition for you? Like as far as, yeah, I mean a, a potential life. Yeah. That would be a good term. I would say, I don't really, um, have a lot of rhyme or reason as to why, um, I, I believe that I just, I've felt like that for a while. Um, I think we were like learning about it in high school and I was yeah. like, well, yeah, like if, if the baby can't live outside of the mother, like then what I, I have a hard time putting the words murder and gotcha. you know, like some of the things that, um, 
that you see at places like uh, Planned Parenthood, like people out there with signs and stuff. And they're like, murder, murder, murder. And I have a hard time reconciling that with if if it's not a viable pregnancy. Gotcha. Like once the point of viability reaches, then I'm absolutely going to speak up if I am put in a position to. You know, and say like, hey, 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 you've lost the opportunity. Like if you wait that long and there's no other reason you've I feel you've lost the opportunity here to do that and have that be okay. Mm. You know, like that at that point that yeah, Yeah. that's there is a line that does get crossed. And and that's hard because it's it's not an all or nothing situation like you me personally, I can't be both pro or I can't be either pro-choice or pro-life. Like I'm somewhere in the middle, but definitely skewed more towards pro-choice because again, at the end of the day, I don't have to live with that decision. I don't have to live with the decision that, you know, like the girl next door has to live with because she's made that decision for herself. You know, I don't, I don't have to talk to God about that. I, I talk to God about my decisions and I talk right. to God about, Hey, you know, I came alongside this girl today right. while she did something that was probably the hardest thing she's had to do. And I loved her through it. And that was the best that I could do for that situation. And at the end of the day, my heart feels right with that. Yeah. And I think what you're speaking to again is going back to what we talked about almost at the very beginning where you, you have a choice Yeah, where you can say, Okay, I can go further on this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go more into this camp. And really, I'll just put it on myself. Like, I can go in that that direction um, of of just like being pretty not not um, black and white, but kind of like kind of just very definitive, I guess. Yeah. You know, and say, look, like, because because yeah, from from my perspective, I'm like, okay, this is unique DNA. This is this is a separate being that you know, that will, if left alone, will, will become a child, God willing, without other complications, Yeah. you know, and so to end it at any point, it, for me is, is wrong, but I have to sit with that and go, I know that that's the truth, I know that other people don't agree with that mm-hmm. position, so then how do I come alongside and be able to express that Within, and I think that's the Jesus model that I see the most that I'm trying to do. That yeah. I think both, you know, Sam and I and Trey are trying to, and I know you are as well, like trying to figure out how to represent Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That's our whole goal. It's like, how do we represent Jesus? Like, how did he speak to people about issues yeah. and be able to say, so like in that, in that story that we ended with in the podcast, you know, we talked about the woman caught in adultery and, and how he picked her up out of the dust and, and said, no one's condemning you and I don't either you know, and then he ends with go and sin no more. Do you, do you feel like that is something that, that people who are pro-life like myself could say, if we say it in, 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 (laughs) in truth and love, like, um, to be able to say something like that, or do you think that still is too harsh? It's too hard to be like, to say that was a sin, still love you, Mm -hmm. you know, still, still with you. It was, it was wrong to do. Um, you know, I, I'm not putting the words together in a very, I get what you're Jesus saying. Jesus is though. perfect. I, and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but like, is there something where that, how does that sit with you as far as like how, how you could see someone saying that to someone else? Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, I would have to look at the intent of the situation. Yeah. 
why, like, why does it feel necessary in this situation for you to let other people know that you believe that this is wrong? Mm. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if there's a great way to go about doing that. I, in my situation with my friend, I told her my views and I told her, yeah. you know, like she, she asked me like, what would you do? And I told her, well, you know, like that's not an option for me because that's what I believe. Like, that's just not an yeah. option for me at this point of my life, you know? Yeah. And I have to talk to God about that, you know, yeah. like that's my decision and no, no amount of anybody telling me to that my decision was wrong or that my belief was wrong is going to change that. Yeah. So then I would start to like kind of analyze the motives behind why do you feel the need to tell me what you believe and how I'm wrong? Yeah. You know, no, I think I'm really with you on that. And I was just thinking as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, I think, and I was thinking, okay, what's the difference between this and maybe some other issues where, mm -hmm. where there, it's not as passionate, like no one is, um, standing outside of, well, I should say there's very few people standing outside of like strip joints or, or, or brothels, like mm -hmm. with, um, with signs, you know, saying, uh, you know, lust is sin, yeah, uh, adultery. And in fact, you could go old Testament and you could talk about, you know, adultery should be punishable by death, Yeah. you know, as far as some of the old Testament laws, um, you know, there, and I think, and I'm wondering if this is it, is that is that there's this life involved, this mm -hmm. life that doesn't, doesn't have a choice mm -hmm. in it. I think that's where, and I can't speak for everybody. I really can't. And, yeah. um, and I don't want to, um, but <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who, who I think you're right. Their motives are wrong. Yeah. Their motives are just basically, we want to make sure that this is stopped. Yeah. This is, this is stopped and ended. So whatever we need to do to end it, we just want to stop it. Um, and I think they get involved so much in the fight that they actually forget like Why the love behind yeah. it. Yeah. Like the whole compassion of like, if we truly believe this is life, this is precious, innocent life that doesn't have a choice, then we want to fight for their voice and say there's, there's a innocent being that is not being spoken for. Yeah. And I think situation. that like the best way to do that while maintaining a relationship that can continue to move forward and closer to God is to not come at them like you're condemning and saying like, you know, this is, this is wrong. Like, I hope you know that this is wrong and you're making a, a bad choice and this is a sin. Um, but rather saying, you know, what can, what can we do to help you bring this mm. life into the world? What can we do as the church, as your friends, as the people who love you the most, what can we do for you? Do you, have you considered adoption? If you have, and if that's something that's on the plate for you, let's talk about that. Let's, let's figure that out together. And I will hold your hand through that process. Yeah. Have you, have you considered keeping your child? What would you need for that? And like coming at it like that in, instead of, um, going straight to the, like, you know, this is wrong. I believe right. that this is wrong. No amount of us Christians telling people that they need to not get abortions and that it's a sin and, and it's wrong and they shouldn't be even in this position if they're not married and then what are you doing here? No amount of that conversation is going to change 
the society that we live in. Unfortunately, that's what it is. Um, But what could change that is if the church backed things like Planned Parenthood that help people to not get pregnant until they're ready. Because abstinence, as much as we would all love to live in that world of like no sex before marriage, that is just not the world that we live in. But if people had access to, you know, preventative care so that they could, you know, prevent a pregnancy, if they had easy access to that and that wasn't such a like taboo thing, um, I absolutely believe that the abortion rate would go down because more people would have access to easy, affordable health care, things like that, that like, I feel like I haven't met a lot of Christians who are on that train of like, yes, let's, let's do sex education in school because people, these kids need to know how easy it is to find yourself in a position where now you're 16 years old and you're like, am I going to have this baby? You know, when it could have been prevented by so many things, so many things. Yeah. Actually that's something that Sam and I have in common is that we, both worked for Kaiser Permanente's educational theater programs uh, where we did a show called Secrets and talked about HIV and AIDS and and, and sex prevention. It was an abstinence based Mm -hmm. program, you know, where it really, because that's obviously the fact. That's the ideal. It's it's the only 100% way to make sure that none of this stuff will happen is to not do it. But of course, you know, I mean, it, it was a secular program. Obviously it was Kaiser. We went to secular schools. We weren't allowed, actually, in certain schools um, that were more religious, uh, not just even Christian schools, but other religious schools as well, you know, because they they didn't want us to talk about, you know, yeah. condoms and things like that. And, and I think it, there is. There's a tension, and even in me, like, I feel it in my... I felt it when I did that, that show. There was a tension. I, I was okay with the show because we were saying the truth. Mm-hmm. We were saying that the only 100% you know, way to avoid all these things is to, is to be abstinent. Yeah. And I, and I appreciated that. And I'm so glad that they kept that in there. I don't know if they still keep it in today. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they do, but, but it, it, it was the only way I could really reconcile myself to the other things that we were talking about, because it is so hard. Like I, I hear what you're saying and I know what you're saying is true. The mm-hmm. fact is people are going to have sex outside of marriage. This is what they're going to do. Yeah. People are going to continue to do that. Um, but it leads to so much pain and, and struggle. And it, and yeah, it's, and it it's does. So, and, yeah. It and it's does. so hard. It's so hard to be like, again, going back to even the, the first thing to be okay with it. Like, yeah. Like even saying it's okay to have sex outside of marriage for me is like, it isn't, you know, not because, not just because it's a sin in the sense of like, you know, although you can't really point to a specific Bible verse, you know, you can kind of, glean from the Bible that this is what it was made for. Yeah. You know, sex was made for marriage. Anything outside of it, it, it all ends pretty rough. Yeah. You know, but but it makes it hard to go like, okay, this is going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that, that on a pro-life stance, I think feels like giving up. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like, like, well, and, and of course we wouldn't logically be able to say that about other things like, you know, children are just going to get abused anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that logical train that stops at a certain point. So like, so for, for, for us, and I don't mean us, like I'm speaking for, but like people in this position, like I feel like, shoot, I don't know how I can give that up. 
and mm-hmm. say, and say, well, you're going to do it anyway versus fighting for, to not do it. Yeah. Like it's just not the, it's not God's plan, not just because it's not God's plan, but because he has a, because there's some things that happen within that. And mm-hmm. of course people can get a, the thing that I think the other issue is that people can have sex outside of marriage and not be really traumatized by it. Yeah. You know, and that's, but for me, and it's a terrible analogy, but other people can do unhealthy things mm-hmm. basically and not get sick, but it still doesn't mean they should do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I just, I, I wrestle with that, like giving up the fight in a sense for, for people to do things um, the, the right way, mm-hmm. which I think is best for them. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's the other thing too, is that like abortion is such a, personal thing and sex before marriage same thing it's very personal uh at the end of the day you have to you have to reconcile that with god if that's if that's something that you're choosing to do um and i just think that like the best the best course of action is to lead by example rather than inserting like inserting myself into my friend's sex life and saying like hey you guys aren't married i don't know about that like that comes off very like judgmental and like that stereotypical uh judgmental christian that like uh, that i am not you know rather than leading by example if i were to tell people like oh no i'm I'm not having sex until marriage because of these reasons and that's that's my responsibility to do that part adding love to any conversation gives you some wiggle room you know like speaking truthfully from love yeah you have the the room to have the hard conversations you know like of hey i think that this is something that you might regret and these are the reasons why and if you don't feel like that that's okay if you don't think that those are reasons that you would regret doing something then that's okay but we we can talk about those things without fear of judgment without fear that she was going to make a decision and then I would be gone because of that. Like I never want anybody in my life to think that if they were in that position and made that decision that I would walk away from them because I didn't agree with it. You know, I don't agree with it for myself because I, I have the privilege to make that decision for myself. I hear you. I have to allow that of other people and just love them as hard as I can, you know, and safeguard the relationship. Yeah. You know, so that you can continue to have those dialogues. So I think that that's, that's pretty profound. And I think that that's something I think we could all really take from. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Cause that's, yeah. cause thank it's you. really, it's a, you lived it out. You're living it out continually as well. But like, that's, that's it. It's providing an opportunity, whether obviously we, we still disagree on like certain parts, mm-hmm. but the, the essence of loving somebody through. Yeah regardless of their choices you and you and sam kind of put yourself out there pretty vulnerably to talk about something that is so so charged and also like as men and i feel like there should be more conversation between men and women about why it feels so important on either side yeah i agree and i mean hopefully this will be a dialogue, this doesn't have to be the last that obviously that we dialogue or that this dialogue even happens on this show because yeah. obviously we couldn't cover every single thing. There's so much There's more. There's so much more. <laughs> but I think that what we did lay is a foundation of, of understanding yeah. and empathy on these situations and how difficult they are. But yeah. 
that these kind of conversations hopefully can help other people uh, to have conversations that would be similar. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope, the goal, as, as, as much as, you know, we're not perfect in this, but trying to figure that out. So yeah, exactly. um, thank you for, for being willing to come on and be our first on, on Reconciled Podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And until next time, we reconcile to God and to each other. Amen.